In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents... I would like to speak to America's men for one minute. That slacker barista. I start getting full of emotion. Now we're going to build this new bridge here. Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No, I can't. Betches Up Podcast. Like, how are people surviving? Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Caitlin Bird. And this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. It took only a few hours last night for networks to determine that Senator Raphael Warnock has won a full term as a U.S. Senator from Georgia. And as we as we reiterate often on this podcast, we couldn't fully celebrate the last time that Raphael Warnock won his Senate race. In fact, it wasn't even above the fold the next day on the New York Times because of the whole attempted coup thing. So this is really a happy day. Yeah, I forgot until you posted uh, on the <laughs> SUPS IG. I never that forgot. <laughs> that last time he won was January 7th or whatever. <laughs> like, Hilarious. It was uh, literally like a handful of hours between like, yay, we've got to send him a major- – oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> that is <Ugh>. awful. <laughs> They're just going to assault Congress. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. We went from like, oh, yeah, we have a majority to like, oh, my God, is there going to be a Senate? <laughs> oh, my God. I know. As I was like looking for that old New York Times cover, I was just sort of thinking like, where did those reporters even start? Where do you even start? <laughs> like, who should we use as a source today? Which congressperson should we talk to? I just was like going back and reading like the first article and then we, we just didn't even know. We didn't even know. It's like there were reports of defecation in the speaker's office. I'm trying to even think what I said in the newsletter. I have Shit. to. We should look back. I should look. We should look back and find that the January seventh <laughs> newsletter because I'm probably must like, well, <laughs> do that, and we must post it. <laughs> like, what Crazy other day. news did we put in there? <laughs> I know, right? Because we put other stories in it. That was when I we still had we a market section. Oh my god, the <laughs> market. Remember, good. we were a few. Like we were. Recording like yeah, me and Caitlin were an hour before <laughs> the actual coup happened. We were like, "Well, hopefully everything works out." And then, like, literally, like a few minutes after we finished stopping, we were like, "There's, there's an actual." Well, it's like we yeah. said until the end of democracy. Oh I shit! That same day, <laughs> I tweeted out like, "I really thought I'd have more time before." Yeah, <laughs> I didn't realize we were right up on that deadline. Yeah, um, Sammy and I had done a live saying. It's all going to be fine on this on the six. <laughs> Don't worry. It's going to be some. They might try some shit because you know we knew that they were going to object, right? And we we're like, and that's going to be intense. Oh man! But this is definitely a very different day of victory for Raphael Warnock. Good for him. He also doesn't have to share the glory with John John Ossoff this time. Mm-hmm. On their second time at the polls. In just a single month, Georgia voters rejected a domestic abuser, abortion, hypocrite with dissociative identity disorder. I don't mean to sound ableist with that, but like he just doesn't clear. He literally said he was not medicated for it. Yeah, he 
he did say openly, I have just dissociative identity disorder and I'm not doing anything about it, which <laughs> yes. I think is the crucial. That's the crucial. That's, that's the challenge. That part's the tough part. But yeah, not a good dude, not a dude that Georgians wanted to represent them, which they said, uh, you know, I guess fairly resoundingly in a second time, it's looking like Warnock might have won by an even greater margin than the 37,000 vote edge he pulled off in November, which as Elise noted, and I always have to remind myself is like in any other state or not any other, but most other states would have would have ended it, would have would have nailed it. But thank God Georgians know we have to do this again. And even last night, you know, Walker admitted himself the numbers weren't adding up there for the smartest thing he's ever said. And so here we are with a Democratic majority with one added. You know, we've been talking a little bit about why 51 seats are better than 50. And I think we would all agree that the judicial portion, the ju- judicial nominees of it all is definitely the most important. But is there is there anything else that's like really huge? I mean, what what's the biggest difference this could make aside from judicial appointments, given that Republicans won the House? Subpoenas. Oh, air that's a big horn one. noises. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Got you. Um, um, that yeah. one area of our government plus the executive branch is going to be functional in any way, I think is helpful. Huge, like, huge. That it's not just a complete block on literally anything being able to occur. And also, you know what? Their House majority is slim. We've got a shot at the House again in another two years. Um, The fact that we did not also lose the Senate, we actually expanded in the Senate. We could expand more. Like This puts us in a good position for what's going to be actually a presidential year election. Um, God help us all. I'm so looking forward to this. I really want the filibuster gone. And I'm just, I've, I've put it out there, but I feel like I need to reiterate. Italy has an open ambassadorship with no candidate right now. Joe Biden could offer it to our version of fascist girl boss, Kristen Sinema. She could drink so much wine to Italy. I know. It is her color palette. It's all paid for. This is maniacal. This is evil genius shit. And then. If you do this on January 9th at like 4 p.m., Katie Hobbs has been sworn in as governor of Arizona. Guess who gets to make that appointment? How long have you been thinking? When did you come up with this theory? I came up with it like a few weeks ago. Obsessed, obsessed, obsessed. I love this. This is, you're right. This is the energy because that is like what that is. Would a Republican even hesitate? No. No, no. They would wait and they would wait and then appoint. I'm just a laughing thinking about reform. Kirsten Cinema running around Italy looking like Portia <laughs> in White Lotus, just like <laughs> the color palette is out of control. That's so will. good. She does dress precisely like Portia. <laughs> Portia's a little younger, a little more youthful. Olivia Gallego takes over that seat. He's got two years because in two years, both Mansion and Cinema are up for reelection. So this is actually a really important time in the Senate for the Senate majority to have that extra vote. Because now if you can, if let's say my plan works and you can knock cinema out and you can replace her with somebody who's open to getting rid of the filibuster, you don't need Joe Manchin to change or abolish the filibuster. Now there's no filibuster and there's no reason for anyone to get upset about it because there's a GOP house. But that actually puts more pressure on the GOP to pass bills because now they will get through the Senate. And that kind of pressure allows Democrats to take some advantages and push for some 
some additions to bills and put pressure on McCarthy to get bills out of that house and to put pressure on GOP senators to actually up or down vote on these terrible things that whatever crazy shit Kevin McCarthy's creating, it's a great way to run in 2024 if, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the kind of thing you want. Right. I mean, you don't really have to take responsibility for nothing happening, but you can point to all of the hustling that that you theorized that you did on your end. And also, I mean, I things are obviously so polarized now, but was there a world like 15 years ago or pre-Obama when there was a real potential for big bipartisan legislation like with a with a breakdown like this with a margin that small or have we just been so far from that? Like there's nothing really 2002. It happened. Uh, there was it was one of the few historical elections that lines up with what happened recently, which is like one of the least successful midterms for the opposition um, mm-hmm. for obvious reasons, because 9-11 happened and everyone was kind of um, wrapped up in this idea that maybe we should come together and work in harmony. So they weren't like punish the president. Mm-hmm. Um, and that meant that we had a whole bunch of, frankly, quite shitty legislation that passed through True. Uh, on bipartisan, big bipartisan margins. Um, but I prefer this version. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the version that's not 9-11. <laughs> yeah, just the second biggest terrorist attack on our country. <laughs> yeah, I love the bipartisanship that comes from like genuine like um, shared ideals and not that we're all really, really scared. <laughs> yeah, that we just lost thousands of our country. Yeah, men and, and we've women. all been completely freaked out. Oh, and it <laughs> still continues to traumatize us. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. You get fast free shipping returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. I was going to ask final thoughts on election 2022, but here we are. We probably have about maybe three months until everybody is talking about 2024. I can't remember if we were recording when Elise and I were chatting about how it's really sounding like, you know, Biden's like, I'm going to take Christmas to think about things and then I'm going to decide whether I'm going to run again. But um, I'm, I guess I'm at this point having a hard time seeing how he, how he doesn't run again. I mean, it seems like he is running again. So, you know. He hasn't been doing a bad job. I just, 
I, I, f- I feel like I don't want to shit on him or whatever. If he's going to run again and he's a Democratic candidate, I'm obviously going to vote for him. I just think he did celebrate his 80th birthday. That's yeah. a lot. Right. And 2024 is still two years away. So that will exactly. be. Exactly. So. 82. I just 82. feel like when you're pushing 90, mm-hmm. there's a conversation we had there. But okay. He's running. <laughs> I'm voting. I, I really like the idea of him saying that actually he's not going to run again and give, yeah. first of all, two years to everybody to like line mm-hmm. themselves up. Mm-hmm. And the next thing to do is. Go balls to the wall. Like, you have nothing left to worry about. This is the rest of your legacy. You got divided government, so you're no longer on the hook yeah. for anything that goes wrong. Um, and if you get rid of the filibuster, again, that pathway to you gets so much cleaner for Democrats. And the amount of pressure right. you, you can put on these Republicans to put up or shut up is so high. I'm really looking forward to him using the bully put- pulpit. Just, just let it go, Joe. Yeah, Yeah, I was even seeing this morning that like the talk about South Carolina potentially going first in the primaries, then people immediately were like, okay, well then Warnock would be a great candidate. Just imagine like winning, finally, finally finishing a huge work project and then people being like, okay, next we're going to have you do the biggest work project, the biggest work project ever. Um, Yeah, I just feel like with how successful Democrats were in these midterms, it goes to show that like people are responding to Democratic candidates. So I don't think that we need to live in this world of like Joe Biden is the only man who can beat Mm -hmm. Donald Trump. Again, I'm never going to count Donald Trump out. I did that once and it was very painful. (laughs) It was very painful for you. Yeah, It was was very painful. It's a personal mistake. (laughs) I count that a major L in my life. So I'm not going to do that again. But I do think he's in a weaker position than he's ever been like, I don't we don't even know if he will be the candidate. I don't know that Ron DeSantis is this superstar that we're getting like everyone's enamored with him right now. But I don't know if you've actually heard him talk. He's very whiny and annoying. I think that he could grade on once once we things change a lot when you're actually the candidate and the national spotlight is on you that big and people with way less or way more charisma then Ron DeSantis have been felled by the national spotlight. Uh, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I I do personally feel like I'd like to see a different candidate. But if Joe Biden runs, he's the candidate. I'm sure this is the first of at least 800 conversations we Absolutely. will have about 2024 <laughs> presidential race, which which could potentially be impacted by the Supreme Court case we will discuss next. So we have another Supreme Court case to discuss today. Today, the court is set to hear arguments in a case from North Carolina where Republican efforts to draw congressional districts heavily in their favor were blocked by a state Supreme Court that had a Democratic majority. That court said that the proposed map violated the state constitution. So the state Supreme Court specifically struck the map down as an illegal partisan gerrymander, and they replaced it with a temporary court-drawn map that was more favorable to Democrats. But there is this idea that state courts can't play any role at all in rules and regulations around elections. And I guess that is the the independent state legislature theory. Caitlin, what is the independent state legislature theory? I know some crackpot shit that Republicans came up with. <laughs> Is I I gotta tell you, like this is just like the most batshit thing I've ever heard. Basically, if you're you were all regular citizens, right? So basically, yeah. the what they're saying is your state legislature, which 
I don't know if any of you actually know who steer state reps are, but that the chances that you do too scared, very low, very low off the top of your head. Can you name them? I don't think I have to stop and think about mine. And I just moved you. You basically they're saying that those state reps have unlimited control over elections, that they make decisions and they get to set up the time, the place, the lines, everything, and that no other branch of government, no other faction of government, not citizens themselves, can stop those state reps from doing whatever the fuck they want. This is a, a form of, I mean, like, there's no, there's no power in the entire United States government that has no controls on it. Right. Right. I'm sitting here being like, I distinctly remember in the eighth grade learning about checks and balances and how our genius founders who are amazing put him in the Constitution, use their big, beautiful brains to put it in the Constitution because they're geniuses and have never been wrong. Never. That's what I learned in school in Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) Originalism only. And, um, that they put them there because exactly that would be bad. There does seem to be quite a lot of conflicting theories and interests here. One of them that stands out to me is just the fact that the Supreme Court has decided that they are going to decide that courts have no role here. Like Brett Kavanaugh has written before about why he thinks that federal courts can stop state courts from doing this, but but state courts have no role. It's only okay when we do it. So the U.S. Constitution what what like they're actually try what what they say they're trying to honor here is the fact that the US constitution has a provision giving state legislatures the power to make the rules about the quote times places and manner of congressional elections the north carolina republican leaders here say that carefully drawn lines place the regulation of federal elections in the hands of state legislatures congress and like Kaylin said nobody else not a single other person so they're saying that the north carolina supreme court had no right to block their maps but By this logic, literally no one else can ever participate in the regulation of elections. There are only nationwide, there are 650 state laws delegating authority to make election policies to state and local officials. Just every touch point that you, so many of the touch points that you have with how you vote is because of some like random, you know, state law making that happen at your polling place. Nor could another thing that could not have happened was that Georgia Georgia state courts would not have been able to. open up early voting. So it was basically voting groups that said, we need a longer voting period, even even though state law prohibits it in this window. And the court said, sure, that's fine. And if this sounds crazy, it's because it is. There are high profile Republicans who say that North Carolina Republicans are in the wrong here. Um, You can also imagine a scenario where this would benefit Democrats, but also kind of like for an equally disturbing reason. I mean, it would have a specific example, which I guess would have been fine, we would have been fine with is that the state court is the one that struck down New York's map, right? And New York could have just been like, no, only we have the right to draw this. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't give us a map. But if the court interprets this as broadly as people want them to and says that state legislators have full and complete authority into how elected leaders are chosen, some wonder how far they will take this. Some wonder if that will stop them, how that will stop them from deciding that an election, what's an election mean to us? Okay, it just means that we choose the president and member of Congress. People say that it could potentially open that door. As as egregious as all of this sounds, some justices have previous writings that suggest they'd be open to this very strict interpretation of the elections cause, which clause, which would just throw throw electoral systems into complete chaos. It's just hard to square any of this with. It's interesting because whenever you're like, "This isn't democracy," you always get a reply guy that's like, "We're a republic." 
like, okay. I don't think uh, this is what they wanted. No, yeah, that's not the you can tell like what they had in mind. They're pretty clear about it. Did they um always execute? No. But you can tell that what our founding fathers had in mind was not this. <laughs> so. I, I don't even know what to say, frankly, <laughs> because this is just like, first of all, the 15th Amendment says explicitly that Congress has the right to prevent discrimination in voting, racial discrimination mm-hmm. in voting. And then you have the 17th Amendment, which takes away power from state legislatures to voters to make decisions about Senate. So you literally have parts of the Constitution that have been updated to actively undermine this exact psycho theory. And then, of course, you have the fact that before this theory was even implemented, nobody was using it. Mm-hmm. So like, where, 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 okay. Yeah, I just, the Supreme Court is so, like, it's so hard to think about because it's really, like, just these nine personalities. Um, a good number of them are psycho- <laughs> psychotic <laughs> people. <laughs> They're up there for Sad life. We can't really do anything about them. Their views are outrageously unaligned with what the American people believe to the point where I think it's a major contributing factor to the election results that we just saw because people mm-hmm. were so outraged by what had happened. So that's my only wonder is like, will the fact that we just saw these electoral repercussions for Republicans that many people have tied to the Dobbs decision temper them in any way because they are Republican operatives and they have been acting as such or is are they like um, let's trash the place on the way out get as many crazy conservative rulings in as possible while we can do everything that we can uh, while we can right. because Joe Biden is not someone who's going to move to remove people from the court or expand the court. He has seemed pretty clear about having no interest in doing that, even though it could and should be done. So yeah, I'm just, it's hard to read them. Like, are they going to go mm-hmm. full hog and just be like, okay, we're, we're ruling against the exactly. uh, gay couple for the wedding <laughs> website thing that's happening. We're going to rule in favor of this. We're going to do this, 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 and this, and just, yeah, like burn the place down yeah, on the way I out. I mean, that's like, like the one yesterday is a good one to bring up too, because they both seem so bizarre to have taken on. So the fact that they even agreed that these were good questions to pose is, is quite disturbing. I think this could be potentially similar if people view it in the in the same way that they did the Dobb one in a sense of like taking away. Like it just seems – I just think voters are going to see pr- that this is pretty transparent, that these state legislators are like, no, 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 we're, good, we're smarter than you. It's actually our right to choose. Right. It doesn't really matter what votes you send to us. And I, people were pretty outraged about that even in 2020. And obviously, there's a, a base of crazies who are dangerous who will side with the legislatures, but it's pretty transparent what they're trying to do. Yes, and election denialism also was a big loser in this election. Yeah. Most of the election denier candidates, especially the ones in really important races, all lost. It was a losing issue across the board. So, I mean, it Why would sucks. you want to take this away from like, why would you want to put this in your own hands so exclusively if, if not so that you can choose the winner? Like, it just exactly. seems very obvious. I mean, that's what 
people can see what's happening. One of the biggest things that happened, too, was that in this midterm, Democrats made huge strides in state houses. And two of the biggest shifts that happened were Michigan, where both houses flipped, despite gerrymandering, and Pennsylvania, where one of the houses flipped. You are talking about possibly handing Democrats the opportunity to do whatever they want in those two massive swing states so that way they can lock down and possibly make it impossible for Republicans to win those electoral votes. So there's a double-edged sword here to some degree that they weren't thinking about because they were expecting a red wave that would allow them to just own everything. And now they've got this, this Damocles sword or, you know, like hanging over everyone's head being like, yeah, no, it's definitely going to work out. It's like you guys are possibly taking the election away from yourselves. I know. (laughs) Where we lock down the upper Midwest and you never have a chance to win Michigan or Minnesota's or, you know, um, Pennsylvania's votes, electoral votes ever again. And But they've gerrymandered their own maps so much that like there are more, there's like, it's something like 35 state legislators are, are controlled by Republicans right now. And if you look at certain states, I think it's maybe Wisconsin, like the percentages of like Democrats will win 70% of votes, but only make up 30% of the state legislators. It's like, it's just so, yeah. it, it's so, I mean, it's so icky what they're doing and the fact that they say it's all in the name of the constitution like Elise said like this document that was supposed to give us all a voice is like obviously not all of us but some yeah, of, yeah. but i think that that's one of the major as as Elise pointed out like dobbs fed this idea this this pro democracy backlash in voters where we all sat yeah. down and we were like wait whoa 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 that's not how that works and people didn't realize it until it was gone. But I think that Sam Alito has been very clearly telegraphing that he doesn't give a fuck about what anyone no, else thinks. No, he certainly doesn't. He's very clearly in charge of that court. John Roberts can yeah. he's just over in the corner crying. <laughs> um, just like rocking back and forth like, I thought it was going to be okay. Like, why don't you guys slow down? And meanwhile, Sam Alito's like, this is my moment. Yeah, I'm yeah. waiting. Yeah. So he's like up here doing everything crazy, just being straight out there. I mean, he made a joke about black children in KKK robes. Yes. Joke. <laughs> yeah. Joke. joke. And he said like, it to Katanji Brown invested. Jackson, too. And he kept it was like it up. He, kept being like- <laughs> he really thought it was a zinger, too. He was like. And pe- people laughed because, like, what's the alternative? Not saying anything? Not. Right. I mean, because he's basically one of, the, one of the supreme powers of judicial interpretation in this country. And I was like to point out, he's a Bush appointee. When people are like, oh, Trump. The problem with the Republican Party clearly goes further back. Yeah. Sam Alito is a representative of this entire Republican mindset. So, like, we're going to need to do a lot of work on this court. Mm-hmm. But I think they're definitely in burn it down mode. And I think it's going to come back and haunt Republicans. And I think that if I were a Republican legislator right now, I'd be telling them, don't do this because we mm-hmm. don't need the kind of smoke from voters who are going to be paying yeah. attention to like, wait, you said what? Mm hmm. And if you give us a chance, we will take it back from you, our power. Alito's attitude is so smug and smarmy and shitty. Like the way that he, every interview he does, he's like, "Mm, wow, sorry. So I just don't have a lot of like faith that he. Doesn't he? How does he not have shame that he just like lost the Senate for Republicans? I'm like, sure he bro. has some mental gymnastics Definitely. him and Clarence are engaged in together to be like, 
Um, well, he said in his opinion, women can vote, and they did. And I guess I guess we're gonna keep yeah keep. Ha- I mean, the thing it, about this that's so crazy to me is that unfortunately, North Carolina's Supreme Court flipped back to Republicans this cycle, and I think they already are planning to do another round of redistricting next year. And they're going to get away with whatever map they want. So much like yesterday, it's another like, this is not necessary for you. I mean, but obviously it's not because North Carolina Republicans want this for themselves or because Lori Smith wants them for herself. It's herself. It's part of like a larger, um, a larger group that's just trying to fuck all of our shit up. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to think what I would be so opposed to that I would preemptively ask the Supreme Court to take away the rights of millions of people so that I could have what I wanted. Sometimes I think I should inhabit that energy more. Maybe I would just accomplish more in life. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I mean, like you said, like the the plan is to open a door to change the results of elections as they see fit. As whoever is in charge sees fit, really. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to open the door on changing election results because we had a candidate in the most recent election who was trying every single door and luckily found them locked to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some people are very determined to make sure that next time he finds an unlocked door. What's interesting is that one of the Republican like leaders that's speaking out the most about this, I believe, is the same guy that basically was brought on to advise Mike Pence about if he could uh, stop the electoral count. It was basically like, nah, bro, you can't do it. Mm-hmm. And, he, and that guy is also like, yeah, no, we can't, we can't, we can't do this. So I guess um I guess listen to that Republican, please. Anyway, that is our show until the end of democracy. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Caitlin Bird. And this is the Betchessa Podcast. Bye. The Betchessa Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sousmacat. Social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails at suppod at betches.com. Betches.